Dad Pod. Why this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Or midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. You're very welcome along to episode 10. We made it to double figures. Who knew? It's the Dadcast, the podcast that nobody asked for, but at least uh, four of your five of you out there are listening to it going, yeah, actually, this isn't bad. And uh, hello to that Canadian woman who thinks we're the best podcast <laughs> in the world. You are indeed right. Maybe you should listen to some other good podcasts. You know, like Serial, that's pretty good. Anyway, the dads are here. Some of the dads are here. Adrian is back in studio. How good are morning, you? Good morning, lads. How are you getting on? Nathan is here. How's it going? There is no dad from uh, Dave McIntyre. Oh, hang on a second. We're getting a bit of a Skype connection. It's a dodgy Skype connection to the city of brotherly love. Hello, Dave. Whoa, that's a lot of no's. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Back up. Back up. Wait a the second. Man. Wait a second. Good that, morning, Jen. That looks a lot like the clinic where you would go to get <laughs> the, the snip. snip. <laughs> um, it may do I don't know if it does I haven't been there yet I'm still procrastinating on that I still have put that on the long finger but yeah good morning for me anyway from Philadelphia yeah um, so you're part of this uh, legendary it will become legendary because it's going to be the last one ever <laughs> touring party where there are more journalists than all-stars on the all-stars trip yeah um, shout out to Michael Verney for that lovely piece that he did <laughs> yesterday <laughs> is Michael Verney there? No, no. Do you think he'd be writing such a piece if he was here? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Look, it's a, it's a, it's an all-stars tour with a different, a different tack this time around. They've gone for coaching sessions as opposed to the traditional game that they would have played with last year's all-stars team playing this year's all-stars team. And it turns out when the numbers were stacked up, there are more of us than there are of them. I don't know how that happened. But, uh, apparently, that is the case. Yes. Um, anyway, there, this is the dad cast, so we, we'll uh, chat. we'll scare you about that on the radio sometime um, on off the ball. But in the meantime, uh, you're away from your children, so congratulations! I presume you had a great night's sleep. <laughs> I didn't really, actually. Um, you know, when you come over to the states, you kind of face a little bit of a battle where you're thinking, if I could just get through to ten or eleven in the evening, which is obviously three or four in the morning Irish time, well then I'll sleep like a baby. But I got into bed at one o'clock this morning, and I was staring at the ceiling at six a.m. So unfortunately. The uh, jet lag hasn't actually allowed me to enjoy the fact that I had hotel rooms myself and there was no bottles to be made and no reason to be getting out of bed. But uh, maybe tonight will be a bit better. Do I feel guilty about leaving the two boys at home? No. <laughs> Definitely not. A smidgen of guilt. You missed them. Did you, did you Skype them live last night? Uh, by the time I was able to Skype them, one of them was already in bed. So I did uh, chat with uh, one of them, the older guy who was up for some reason. And I will do today. I don't know where they ask and where daddy is. I hope they are. Probably part, of think, part of you thinks you, you don't want them to miss you too much because, well, you don't want them to be upset or anything. But uh, I'm, away, I'm away for six days. So I think by the end of it, I'll definitely miss them, yeah. Six days in the All-Star trip. Holy moly, that's a lot of coaching clinics. <laughs> well, it's five nights. We fly out on a Thursday afternoon and we get back on a Wednesday morning. So it's uh, five nights, six days when you throw the, the time difference in. But uh, it's, I, it's probably the first time I've been away from the two of them. I think I, Nathan will tell you, we spent a lot of time over in England and Wales during the 2015 World Cup. That was probably the longest I'd been away from them when there was only the one. Um, and you do miss them, but you get over pretty quickly. No. Were you, when you were leaving, were you like, what, what was that like when you were heading off? Was it sort of an emotional, did you make, <laughs> it, make it very clear to them that, lads, I'm out of here, I'm out of your lives for the next week? Yeah, um, the older guy was going around telling everyone all week that I was heading to Africa. Um, 
despite, <laughs> despite, despite me telling him several times where I was going, he knew I was going to a continent that wasn't Europe. He just wasn't quite sure whether it was Africa or America. He was actually in Montessori when, we were, when I was heading to the airport. The, se- the younger guy who's just gone to, uh, he had a sense something was going on and he was quite upset as I was getting out of the car and taking my bag and realized, yes, he was at the airport, but he wasn't actually going to get on a plane, which, uh, which did actually upset him significantly. But uh, overall, I think they're a bit too young to be really missing me, and uh, I think they'll get over it. They'll certainly get over it when they see what I might be bringing back for them. What, what are you going to get them, like a pair of socks or something? <laughs> I'm not sure. It'll certainly, I'll certainly have to spend a bit of time looking at what's on offer over the next day or two. Um, and, but I'm really more concerned about what we're going to be doing over here. We're going to see the Eagles on Monday night. I'm not going to worry about what's going on at Dublin too much because I can't do anything about it. But when, they, uh, when I do come home and I have something in it, with me and my one arm isn't as long as the other, as they say, they'll be happy enough. Like I don't know. Do you guys feel guilty when you get away from your kids for a couple of nights? Like why would you? I, I, I don't know, Dave. Are you your usual blunt self then when you're away from home and your wife texts you and says, "Oh, I've had a tough day." Like are you straight up? Not my problem, honey. I'm in America. I'm the lash. <laughs> <laughs> see, you in, see you in five days. Well, I haven't got that text yet, but we all look. We've all been in that situation where you are being informed of something that's going on. And that's pretty chaotic back at home over which you've no control and you can do nothing about it. And all that's really happened is that your own mood has also been soured, but completely unnecessarily. Like, what's the point <laughs> of that? I don't understand what happens. So listen, you go through all the shit, love. You just look after things back there. I'm over it. Don't even, if things go to shit, I don't even want to know about it. You're well, ruining my buzz. Well, I think it was Potter Carrington who said, obviously he spends a huge amount of time away from home and he spent those first few years when the kids were born and there's a touch of guilt all the mm. time and I need to get back. And eventually he hit a moment where he said, I'm actually just going to enjoy this. I have to be away. It's my job to be away. Mm. I'm not going to spend all evening in the hotel room going, oh, I wish I was at home. I'm just actually going to go and enjoy the city I'm in and try and enjoy my life as best I can. Is that not like a, an active decision to not miss your children? That feels a bit... No, you're always going to miss your children. It's, you're not going to just feel sorry for yourself. There's nothing you can do. If you're away with work or you're away for some reason... Now, Dave, of course, could have opted out of that trip easily. It's not work. It's literally just the greatest <laughs> junket of all time. It's essentially a holiday with the lads for a week in Philadelphia. But if you are away with work... Like, I have the worst story of all time of being away from work. You mentioned the Rugby World well, Cup. Bad stories are something we, uh, we love to hear in the Darkcast. So. so Rugby World Cup, myself and Dave, what was it, seven weeks, Dave, we did every second week in uh, Burton-on-Trent yeah. and Guildford and such yeah. glamorous places like that. So I fly <laughs> over on a, uh, on a Tuesday. That evening I get a call from my wife. Sack of chicken box. I'm like, ooh, how bad? Very, very, very bad. How far away is our, are you into this... So it's on the Tuesday of your week away. I am literally have landed about eight hours previously. So you're away. So I start getting. I sh- I will show you. You're the... You're breaking up there. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll show you the photographs. Uh, so it was a horrific case of the chicken box. Like on the eyelids. On the eyelids, inside the ears, yeah. you name it, top to bottom. So you know, I'm obviously getting the calls, and I'm like, well, I have to eat and have a drink in the evening, so obviously I'm in the pub. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do about that again. Potter Carrington said that he, that he was away. <laughs> Listen, Denny. <laughs> oh, boss. <laughs> so, yeah. Is my microphone My mic is still on. That's all right. It's just my uh, headphones. Uh, so... She has an unbelievably tough week. Fair play, her mother came over and helped out and everybody chipped in and they managed to get him through the week. So I come home the following Tuesday, like, this child 
looks a million dollars. A bit of scarring, it's okay. He still has a few little scars here and there around his ears. I'm like, it looks great. She's like, oh, didn't sleep for about four days solid. You know, an absolute screaming in agony at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah, it sounds bad, but right now he looks pretty good to me. <laughs> so I spend the week at home, he's fine, back in school. I go back the next Tuesday. This is no word of a lie. I think I had a half-six flight. I'm sitting on the plane on the tarmac in Dublin, and she sends me a photo of our youngest, covered head to toe in chicken box. <laughs> that gestation period is just perfect. Oh, <laughs> it's like I, nine days. Like you couldn't have made it up. I'm literally sitting on the tarmac. I, well, I can obviously... Get I'll, off. I'll respond to this when I get to the England side. Like, we're already moving. There was, a, there was absolutely, absolutely nothing Oh, and another week of just absolute hell all the while. I, I was, I'd love to say I was living it up, but as uh, Dave can attest to, it was pretty difficult to live it up in Burton on Trent. Right. So, no guilt, Dave. Not yet. Well, there's no, there's no point to it. What is the point of guilt? You haven't done anything wrong. It's uh, the only downside is that you do miss them. It also depends in what the circumstances are when you're leaving. Two weeks ago, I I probably would have been absolutely delighted to get away on this trip, but such was the um, how would I put it? One or two behavioural issues on the domestic front, and I'm not talking talking about the adults in the house. But honestly, in the last two weeks, like the two kids have just been angelic almost. And you're thinking, like, I actually really, I'm desperately going to miss them over the next five or six days. <laughs> and I do look forward to the little chances you get to have a little chat with them when you're away. But I mean, guilt is definitely too strong a word. I don't feel guilty at all. So there is Why another advantage, have- Dave, that if you return and the behavioral issues have returned as well, <laughs> it's clearly your wife that's the problem. <laughs> 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 She's the one who's leading those tray. I am not responding to that. <laughs> That's the wisest thing you've ever done, uh, Dave. <laughs> I, I find that um, three days away, fine, but days four and five are the days you start to go, I actually miss them. This is the uh, bit where you like properly miss the, all the stuff, all the good parts about it. Like the, you're talking, uh, it sounds like there's a consensus of nobody should feel guilty about the, about this. Well, if you've got to go for work, you've got to go for work. I mean, Dave's on a junket, so that's a bit different. But it's, it's possible to feel guilty and also enjoy yourself. Yeah, like, that's, I, his, that's I, his point. Right. That's I, his I point. think there's always going to be a little bit of guilt, yeah. but rather than letting that over take your trip away, mm. that actually you just go and enjoy no, it as no much as you can. The trip, <laughs> no, there's not with so, guilt. Um, I'm not guilty at all. There's no guilt. There's absolutely zero guilt coming from my side. Yeah, no, we get that. Dave. That's, that's loud and clear. <laughs> All the way from Philadelphia. I, w- I do wonder on the other, on the flip side, if, if for any of us, if our uh, wives were to say, "Listen, I'm just off for six days, oh. on a jolly to Philadelphia." Now, good luck with the kids. I'll see you next week. I wonder how any of us, having come fresh from what's the, the longest you've spent on? Uh, you've obviously not spent any time yet on your own with the two. Not, with, not with the two, uh, but with the one. I'd say yeah. a night. A night with now I have them. no sympathy there, for just the one and the difficulties of that because it's like that's a happy time when you only had one child. Well, I appreciate like, that. Oh, now. you um, can go to bed now and mm. I will see you later in like one eight night hours. Was probably the max that I had to do. Right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done more than two, two, nights. two nights. Two nights. Definitely two nights. not. Two nights and a couple of hours Three on the side. Oh, and that was Three tough going. Go on again, Dave. Three nights in the summer I did and it was fine. Absolutely fine. Now, there was a lot of help from uh, outside parties. <laughs> so <are we> <laughs> you, you were left in charge, but you left 
the kids with your parents? Basically. Well, it, it, it did so happen that my wife was away over a weekend and I was working on the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday of that <laughs> weekend. So, yeah, people, they, uh, people had to be drafted in just to act uh, as a yeah. buffer. <laughs> but that doesn't actually count, Dave. You do know that. I know. <laughs> like the... Well, all three nights I had them on my own. But I'm not trying to look asleep. for a medal here. But, uh, yeah, they slept very well. It, was, wasn't, it, was, not, it was not a burden at all. Just yeah. as I'm, I'm assuming these five days is not a burden for her. Yeah, I wouldn't make that assumption too loud in public. <laughs> you show me the showing us pictures of that's the, number one. Oh Jesus, the eyes! Oh, the eyes are are not in a good state. And he's smiling away though, to be fair to him. Yeah, yeah. Nathan's showing us pictures Whoa. for, for of the. Um, I don't uh, think I'm putting pictures of my children box. up on the. No, he's, he's not putting them up on the show. No, no chance. Yeah, God, it's not. It's not pretty. They're, they're bad, aren't they? I mean, that's, oh, terrific! Now there is the get them young. Yeah, yeah. So what's the but, idea with chicken box? You get it when they're yeah, maybe, then you and then develop an immunity. And mm. what's the because adult? it's truly horrific if you get them as an adult. Yeah, yeah, you infertility and all that sort of stuff. And you, but um, you can't. How do you contract them as an adult? I guess the same way. Which mm. is what that you haven't child spits on you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You share a banana with somebody. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's a good question. I mean, it's important that we answer these medical questions for people. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, Dave, we're going to let you go and enjoy the uh, the morning in Philly. What, are you, what have you got planned before the Eagles game on Monday night? Um, not an awful lot. Going to watch a lot of sport. We watched the Saints-Cowboys last night, which was a brilliant game. And um, I think there's a couple of bits that we have to do. There's a, an event tonight that we'll attend. And um, Sunday, I think, well, we've got the Liverpool derby, the North London derby, and then a whole pile of NFL to watch. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up the next couple of days. And a bit of shopping. Definitely some shopping. And um, a bit of, I'll do a bit of work as well, just for, for what's coming down the track in the days to come. But nothing too exercising. Well, enjoy, Dave. Um, one of the many, many, <laughs> many, many, many GAs <laughs> on the All-Stars trip. And so few of those players were able to make it, despite the enjoyment that they thrilled us with last summer. Good luck, Dave. Thanks very much for, uh, for joining us. Does the guilt lessen the, as your children get older? Because oh yeah, also so <laughs> when they get older, you can talk to them on FaceTime or Skype or whatever, and then you realise that they don't want to talk to you. Oh no, they're fine. Yeah, they're so fine. But you, do you talk to them for two minutes, and then they're like, yeah, whatever. I think we're so guilt and actually missing them are different things, right? Like the guilt is like, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll this is just a quirk of the job that you have to do. But well, the guilt them. is more deep rooted. The guilt is more like I'm abandoning some parenting. <laughs> no, but like the, the the guilt is related to some sort of a sense of parenting responsibility or you want to word it like that actually there's something more deep rooted here like that it's my absence is going to somehow this I'm I free, make free them lesser lesser people you know what I mean like that it might be some sort of knock on impact of later know, in life they'll be like whatever. I don't know whereas the missing them is just the missing them ultimately is more a selfish sort of I'd like to spend time with my children uh, well, I don't know the, I don't the missing know them is only related to you I don't know if that's um, but it like I don't know if it's selfish to have love for somebody so much that you miss their presence. I don't mean selfish like, in the uh, 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 self-centered way. I mean selfish in the sense of it's really only your you miss them. That's yeah, really mm, all that is. Yeah, it's a reciprocal feeling. Like your kids will miss you. Yeah, they will. No, like, no. I, I'm, look, I know, they, <laughs> I know that. I know that. The, uh, what I'm saying is the guilt thing is related to something else. Like I shut the door when I came in here on. After two and a half weeks at home on sort of parental leave, and I absolutely felt guilty when I closed the door behind me to come in here on Wednesday. I mean, I felt guilty because I was very pleased to be, <laughs> <laughs> to 
<laughs> leaving it all behind me. <laughs> like it that was, is fair enough. I like that. That's that's a statement of fact. It was. I I, I took it. I literally I closed the door behind me. I stopped. I took a long, deep breath, and I walked out the driveway. I got a coffee on the way to work. That period of my life is over. Yeah, it's bloody tough going, you know? Like it's, it is tough it's, going. It's That's way the, tougher than... I don't know if I made that point last week. It's way tougher than actual work. Like it's... Uh, parenting. Oh, it's, yeah. Jesus the, Like the two and a half days on your own with the, the three <sighs> kids, you're like... Single parenting is the hardest thing in the world. Especially mm. if like there's no one coming home at the end of the two days mm. to go, okay, you, they're yours now. Like, just for some reason, I think my wife can handle it far better. <laughs> Well, that was the point I was making about if they, if your wife was away for a period of time and you—that's what I mean. That, like you'd crumble. I would crumble. For some, like, even, like I've spent long periods of time away from home, and for some reason, I always <laughs> feel that my wife is doing a good job. Whereas if it was the other way around, if, if my wife went away for five weeks, dear God. When did you go away? We, for five weeks. Euro twenty sixteen. Okay. What age were they then? Three and two. No, f- no, it was only two years ago. So. Four and three, maybe. But they came over for three days. That's when you wrecked the apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan wrecked the apartment and we didn't get our deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, somebody, we don't know who it was. It might have been his kids. <laughs> I don't know if they dropped a ton weight on top of that cooker. It's not my problem. <laughs> Luckily, the accountant at the time has moved on. <laughs> so I met him earlier on today, actually. <laughs> so, so this is no longer an issue that it probably was at the time. Um, that now seems excessive. In retrospect, <laughs> you go away for five weeks with kids that age. Yeah. Did you not have yeah. gone home for three days as well? Well, there wasn't really an opportunity. Oh, we've got to fix something now. I think at the time there was no possibility of me <laughs> going church, home. Because Nathan yeah. was banging our door down yeah. like all no. the time. If you remember rightly, he was very keen to try and get home, but uh, is that what we're yeah, saying? Yeah, <laughs> hey, right, so you engineered a five-week a- Adrian just <laughs> would not let me return home, no, no matter stay all the way no, to the no. final. What? There's nothing between no. the semi-final and the final for a whole week. No, 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 got to stay. See the sights. Um, yeah, I, okay. Well, so what's the longest that you could go away without it now? Could, you couldn't do that again, could you? Not, not right now. What do, you, what do you mean you couldn't do it again? Like, are you saying, could I go to Japan for six weeks for the Rugby World Cup <laughs> next year? Like, I wouldn't rule it out, Chair. <laughs> None of us rooting anything in or anything out <laughs> yeah. on that front. Uh, it, dep- it, it worked out quite, All my trips have worked out quite well timing-wise, because generally my wife's a teacher, so generally they're during the summer, or she was on maternity leave. So there wasn't... Like, this year with the World Cup, I couldn't go, because we literally wouldn't have had anyone to mind the kids. Because it was in... Because it was in June. She was still at work. You would have had, whatever, a month or five weeks of trying to get somebody to bring them different times, all that. So there's, like, the logistical side of it that it can work out quite well. Yeah. We're not, um, as a gender, especially weight-pulling, are we? Like, when we're all saying we would... I mean... You two said it. I'm sorry. Just want to clarify yeah. that. Are you, what are you, you saying? You two then? said it. I'm, I'm just saying that. Are, are you saying you? What do you in what way? You well, like we're all saying. I mean, I'm I'm speaking for Jar here. You two said speaking it. Speaking for Dave, um, we'd all crumble if we were left in charge of the kids for any period of time. Yeah. Well, I think he, he was left I, with so them for McIntyre was left with them for a weekend. Yeah. No. You and he literally did nothing. He went to work and he like seems like he put them to bed afterwards. I'm not, I'm not saying that their clothes are going to be ironed. But they'd be grand. That's what I'm saying. I would have a, uh, like, I would do that thing that the day before my wife comes home, I would tidy the house. Yeah. But she would see the deep-rooted dirtiness that has built up yeah, over yeah, the yeah. period while she's left. The chaos and disorganisation would not be evident, really, 
until about an hour after she got home and started, everything's like, hang on a second. What, what is that? <laughs> but I would He's wearing her clothes. I wouldn't rule out if I had the kids for a full weekend that I wouldn't go very early on day two. Well, it's a two and a half hour drive to Ballyhonas. <laughs> it's two and a half hours back and I can give my parents the kids for a good five hours while I'm there. Yeah. So Well worthwhile. <laughs> well, it's well worthwhile making that trip. Guarantees me five hours sleep in the yes. next nine hours. That sounds but there's like, like um, there is, you're, I definitely have found now with two, I'd say uh, we have found with two that like there's an immersion into a new world of craziness that you just, like, it's like going into a war zone, right? Like, and then at some point or another you become functional with just operating in a war zone. Yeah. So it's just, like, you know, if you stop and think about it for too long, it's, uh, it's quite depressing in a lot of ways, but, you know... Yeah, your life is over. Your life yeah. as you knew it is yeah, over, yeah. and now yeah, it's a completely yeah. different thing. And at some point in your future, you will reg- regain some aspects of the old life, but you will be too old at that point to enjoy it. In a way that you didn't realize well, I can at the take time. From that, Jerry. That's you definitely can't. It's over. I, I found as well, right? That I don't know if you found this, but after you have kids, that when people come around, like they don't give a shit about how you are or how you're getting on or anything oh, about yeah. you, despite your personal journey over the preceding short. You should, of time. I hope you say that to them. Do you want to hear about my personal? No, journey? I say this to people all the time. Like it's like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm I'm grand. <laughs> like I'm knackered. This is like the most one of the most traumatic things I've ever been through. I know that. It's it's like here's how I equate it right now. There's your family. Bear, bear, everybody, mostly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, bear with me on this one. But let's say two friends go off to war. Right? Right? You're really going with this war one now. Little toy. Huh? Each had a wooden horse. Yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> two people go off to war. Two two best friends go off to war. Right? And it's war is pretty traumatic for everybody. Right? They see a lot of things. They do a lot of things, and they pick up injuries. Now, friend A gets some you know, worse physical injuries than friend B. So they both come home and friend A is getting all this sympathy. Now, friend B has just had like an unbelievable experience and has some injuries too, but nobody gives a shite about them. And that's how I think uh, about the man's role in this sort of thing. You just got, you've been to war and you've seen some things and you're pretty tired. But that's why you then only end up, that's why we're doing this podcast in many ways, because we're all getting treated at the same time and we've nothing to do but chat about how shit it is. But I, anyway, look you don't want to hang around with your with your mates who don't have kids. More. Uh, yeah, or don't want to, and they don't want to listen to your shite. No. no. Well, all I'm saying is, friend A gets all the. Symptoms. You are that guy, Adrian. Like, uh. yeah, I mean, friend A's traumatic experience is definitely way worse. So that's the point. It's way like, worse, and it's a beach ball comes out of her vagina. But what I'm and saying, you're like, what I'm saying hey, is, hang on a second, I saw, I saw that happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, like, I held her leg up while <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Okay, I mean, when you put it like that, but you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I've had a toe blown off, let's say. I don't know, like, whatever the equivalent... Uh, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Is, right? <laughs> Give me some, I need some... Ask, I'll, I'll just count my photos, that's all I'm asking. Um, okay, so... Are you okay, Adrian? No, now that you ask, it's been, it's been tough going. How much sleep did you get last night? <laughs> I slept all the way through. <laughs> uh, the baby is sort of feeds at maybe 11 o'clock, and then maybe either 3 or 4, and then again about 8 o'clock. Are the feeds long or the, like? Um, they yeah, they can be like half an hour, 40, 45 minutes. They tend to stretch and stretch and stretch, and yeah. then it's like but then the longer the stretch, the better, right? Because then it's like, oh no, you can stop at half eleven, and you might start again at seven, for example. Um, the longer they get, maybe I like some of them are just like lazy little snackers who are like, she's an awful snacker. Yeah. Oh, the worst kind. Yeah, the lads are like that. The nurse, the nurse said to us, sorry, when we we're leaving. Now, listen, you know, middle of the night. She needs to know this is business time. Yeah. This is not snack oh, yeah. time. Like, no lights on, no sort of cute faces or cuddles. It's 
Oh, darkness. Yeah. Maybe a, like, yeah. Yeah. highlight so you can... Um, but I, I, do, I do sleep all the way through and I'm mostly entirely unaware that there's any feeding going on. friend of the show, David Snade, emailed in. Dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address, by the way, for your email um, queries and questions. I've started feeding my son three and a half months old now with my eyes closed during the night feeds. This is not boasting. I just want to know if it's acceptable. Regards. It's not, I don't think, by all accounts, like, acceptable to be asleep. When, what, sorry, what age is the child? Three and a half. Ah, three and a half is probably alright because you can have them on their head and they're grand. <laughs> <laughs> three and a half months. Months. Yeah. yeah. All right. No. We had our we had our child uh, pretty much the same time because the week before they were both due. We met each other in Hollis Street. All right, there you go. And had that knowing look right. of yeah. what was around the corner. I do that now. We're in a glorious position, David, where our child doesn't wake up during the night anymore, so we don't have to do a night feed, your, which is your newest one. Our three. It's, wow. She is the greatest child that has ever lived. Right. Half ten. A bit tired now. I'll go to bed. Half eight the next morning, up she gets. Wow, that's class. It wow. is. I don't know how it's happened. Wow. It's miraculous. Now, we were a bit smarter this time in like that night feed, when she was pretty much from a couple of weeks in, she was only waking once. But it was pick her up, bottle in, not a single word said. I would definitely have half fed her with my eyes closed yeah. and straight back in. Stainless. No hugs, no kisses, no acknowledgement at all. I think at three and a half months, it's all right. Three and a half months, you're probably. Because it probably goes on the whole. I know. I think the no eyes closed is perfect. Or your eyes closed is like. Phew. No, but your sleep. Your, your eyes closed is your asleep. Like, the only oh. danger is it's not that like even though I think they can technically choke from the milk, but the only danger is that, and my worry exactly. was always that the baby just fall out of your arms well, and off the bed. The, <laughs> the obvious other thing is um, somebody had said that they. would so Nathan has a trick of um, feeding his children free stuff from the supermarket, as in free stuff stuff they've stolen. I feel very guilty about it now. I feel like people are watching me. Well, they are. Um, <laughs> so people have uh, uh, emailed us or, and um, tweeted us at, at DadcastPod on Twitter saying that they've tried the croissant trick and that they won't finish the croissant by the time you get around. So, which is exactly the problem you had. The you With the pretzels. Oh, no, the, the pretzels. croissant is fine. The pretzel oh, okay, was so the problem. Pretzel was too big, but... Uh, a story reported by Ralph Regal in the Irish Independent last week was of particular interest to readers of the Dadcast, and so my thanks to the various people who got in touch with us about this. Uh, Simon Fallon at the Rookie Fall, who it looks like is also a golf pod nerd. Uh, but anyway, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, a judge jailed a young woman for two months for causing criminal damage to a one euro fifty tub of Pringle tubes in a Tesco supermarket. Judge Brian O'Shea jailed Kathleen McDonough at Cork District Court after hearing she opened the crisp container in a Tesco outlet uh, at Christmas 2016. She pleaded guilty to causing criminal damage to the one fifty package of potato snacks at the Tesco outlet in the Man Point shopping complex on December 27, 2016. So Nathan, you are—you're uh, not only. Uh, I think there's more to that story. I suspect it's not in isolation. I think if you keep reading the story, you'll find that there was previous. You're breeding um, a criminal class here. Of here, what else could you have that you could get away with? Pick a mix is the pick a mix always works. But you'd have to put them in the bag, so you'd have to pay for something of the pick a mix. Exactly. Yeah. So like one Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just having one jelly bean today. Yeah, or the cookies. That was the other one that uh, I used to go shopping with a friend of mine. She'd be like, no, I'm just going to go over to the cookies. No, it's free. It's fine. We <laughs> <laughs> were on uh, J1, on, in, uh, on J1 in America. I was like, this is America. Yeah. I, you, I mean, you know. Uh, as I said, I justify it as uh, the croissant is my club card points. That's how I look at it. Yeah, because yeah. you, don't, you don't use your receipts. This your is my bonus for I mean, coming to shop in you your... You can look at it whatever way you want. It's stealing, but, you know... What, use, well, if whatever, find you, the evidence. 
I don't think anybody's going to go there. Uh, after the chat about how much TV to let your kids watch, he, this is uh, Andy Furlong had um, linked to us about um, don't be showing your kids any screen time. Also, I hate this whole every kid gets a medal culture. We'll talk about that again some other time. Uh, Andy Furlong says, I love the cast, by the way. My wife and I are expecting in two weeks. You guys have made me way more relaxed about everything. <laughs> Uh-oh. Really? <laughs> that was a mistake. I don't know if that's a bad thing. Cry laughing, cry laughing. Yes, it's a very bad thing. You shouldn't be relaxed. You should be uh, enjoying your last few free, free weeks of freedom. Thank you very much. Keep the uh, uh, kid going. I don't know if we have any choice at this point. We didn't really talk to you properly about the whole birth experience. Oh, yeah. Thanks. We've got no time now, so we might do that next week. Put it back for another week. Yeah. I mean, you, you already get the sense of... You'll be less traumatised. No, profound is the word I'm using, and I'm sticking with it. As in, this time it's had an impact that the first one didn't? Well, the first one was a C-section, so it was an entirely different experience. And this one was, uh, as loads of people call it, which I have a growing slight issue with, a normal birth. Like, Natural? Uh, no. Vaginal birth is what it, the correct expression. People sort of... Are scared to use of, the word... They're scared to use, say the word vagina. Um, but is it so vaginal or vaginal? I think if you're American, it's probably vaginal. Yeah. There you go. That was it. And Cleared then. that up, I'm sure. <laughs> Poor Enda's just walking yeah. in. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell is just happening? We need to record the next, the next <laughs> show. <laughs> You've got uh, to leave again. Uh, so there you go. We've, um, wow. One conundrum has been uh, fully fixed in your mind. That's the correct pronunciation. And uh, if nothing else, the 10 episodes of the podcast have all been leading to that moment. <laughs> Is it vaginal or vaginal? Forever. <laughs> that may well be the very last podcast. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned to your podcast feeds and uh, we will be back hopefully one more time. Who knows? <laughs> or not. Good luck. Thanks very much for joining us. Dad Pod. This well, is a video thing as well. Does have a name? Podcast. Or midlife Crisis. Paddy Daddy. Mm. Midlife Crisis. Paddy Daddy. Paddy Daddy. Dadcast. That's not bad, actually, yeah.